Hey everybody, welcome back to Spiritual Impact and I'm Associate Pastor Steve Rose. Today I'm here with my pastor Tim Parton and we're just sitting around the table talking about the wonderful Word of God. And you know it says that when we do this we're put into a book of remembrance when we mm -hmm. sit and talk about the Word of God. So I'm looking forward to what topic you've got for us today. So what's that topic going to be? Well we're going to talk about the proper order. And you know I think in life that's one thing that if any area of our life is out of balance, then it affects the rest of our life. And, and that can be true on your job, in your home life, in your community, in your church. If we don't have everything in its proper place, in its proper position, then, then something will you know, fall through the cracks. And most of the time, it becomes our spiritual walk when we don't have God in His proper place, which should be, always be first in our Absolutely. life. Absolutely. We're going to read uh, from Matthew chapter 6, and we'll read verse 33 if you'd like to read along with us. And we'd like to take a moment before we get into the scripture and just say how much that we appreciate uh, everyone that has been watching the program and has let us know and, uh, and just continue to pray for us. And uh, Pastor Steve, it's amazing that. Uh, how fast that uh, our, our audience is growing. And we, we thank God for that and thank you for taking the time to be with us. Matthew 6, says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, first off, we break that down. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. There again, he is God. He is our creator, Pastor Steve. So he always has to be number one in our life because if anything else is number one instead of him, that becomes what? That's an idol. That's an idol. Yeah, and when you look at the Ten Commandments, what's the first commandment? Thou shall have no other gods before mm -hmm. me. And then the second one says, you know, you're not supposed to create any graven image nor worship that image. So there you get into those first two. Well, the Bible also tells us that, that He's a jealous God. And mm -hmm. what that means is, is He will not allow anything to come before Him. Uh, Israel got in trouble a lot for following after the pagan gods of, of the other nations around them. They, they enjoyed the blessings of God as long as they followed God's rule and law. But when they started straying off, sounds familiar in our life today. As long as we follow what we're supposed to do, we don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. But it's when we stray. Well, that's when you talk about consequences, and that's what people don't realize and understand. You know, the choices we make have a consequence, and consequences, the best definition I have is, you know, it's the result of something you do mm -hmm. or choose not to do. And you know, when you get into the Old Testament, you look at that, it says, blessed you'll be in the city, and blessed in the country, <laughs> and I tell you, I, I like those things. But the, the blessings comes with following God, mm -hmm. and again, putting Him first. You know, I was... And, and when you read this, this is one verse, but it really breaks down into quite a different bunch of things here. But I was, I was reading, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And when we look at the word seek, it means to relentlessly pursue without ceasing. If we're not relentlessly pursuing God and His Word, and the things that He has for us. And there's no place to stop because 
God continually wants us to grow in Him. So how do we do that? By being obedient, doing the things that He's called us to do. But we have to have a passion and a heart for God. We have to desire the things that be from Him more than anything else, more than any fleshly desire we have. It's like church. I can't wait to get to church. Mm -hmm. You know, I will push everything else aside so that I make sure that I'm in God's house. Why? Because He promised that He would meet us there. That's right. And faith comes by hearing and hearing right. by the Word of God. Amen. So, so we have to relentlessly pursue Him with a passionate heart and let Him know that, that we, we long for Him more than we need our next breath. And when he sees that, that passion, he, re, you know, he returns so much more. When we seek God and his kingdom, mm -hmm. that's a promise. Yeah, I, when you seek him, you get his kingdom. I keep thinking, as the deer panteth for among the water, Amen. so my soul longeth after thee. Seeking him first. And you know, I like what you're saying right here, but you know, a lot of people have God as a Sunday and a Wednesday God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, that's not really relentlessly seeking Him. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is an everyday thing. This is a relationship. It is. And that ain't a good relationship if you only talk to the person twice a week. And well, I can give you maybe an hour if you don't push me. Or, but you see, seeking first the Kingdom of God. We've talked about it so many times. Are we really serious? And how do you really know you're serious about something? I think that you really know when you're serious about something is when you obey. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this next part, I think this is kind of where we'll say the rubber meets the road. And His righteousness. There has to be a life change. Mm -hmm. If we're going to truly seek Him the way that He wants us to seek Him and to live for Him, we're going to have to make changes in our life. We're going to have to... Paul said, the things I hate, I now love. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily that everything is wrong, but if you're going to put God first, that means everything, everything, everything. else has to come in the next order. And uh, I tell you what, when you, when, you, when you set your heart and your affections upon Him, it's, it's a peace that you'll never know. It's a joy that you'll never know. It's a hope. And... We could go on and on and on, but I tell you, I just, I love serving God. Mm -hmm. Do I fail Him? Sure I do. But because He knows our heart and He forgives us when we stumble and fall. And when I start thinking about that, it says, Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. How do you know what His righteousness is? And what pops into my head is that the word where it says, you know, be not conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. And to be conformed means they try to push you into a mold. They want you to be a certain way. But it says, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do we transform the renewing of our mind? And that's by the Word of God. It says the Word of God is an engrafted Word. That means that it's not like any other book that you read. When you read this book, it becomes a part of you if you'll let it become a part of you. He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. I've got a verse here, Jeremiah 29, 13, as I was studying this. And, and this says... And seek, and ye shall seek me and find me. God's not hiding. No. He's not hiding. We give us a condition. Find Come me. When ye shall search for me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. it, we can't put forth 
a 20% effort or a 50% effort, but if we're going to seek God, seek His face and seek His will, then we're going to have to submit our bodies a living sacrifice unto Him, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. God doesn't ask things that we're incapable of doing. That's right. But He will stretch our faith. Yes, He will. Yes, He will. And when I start thinking about how serious is this seeking, because I like to put, try to give you a visual, because we really, you know, we think a lot of times mm -hmm. in pictures. You ever drop something between the seat when you're driving? You know what? I'll drop a lid of a water bottle. You know what? I'll reach down between the seat and try to find it. And if I don't, I go, oh, well, I'll get it later. But now, if my daughter was missing, you think I'd be searching? That's the kind of searching I'm talking about right there. Mm -hmm. That's wholehearted searching oh, yeah. right there. You yeah, want to find good, what good you're example. looking for. And that's the way we need to be seeking God. We want to find. I believe that when I sit down, you know what? He'll show Himself. That's it. When you look in the Word of God, but you know what? I don't just walk by the Bible and it flies open. <laughs> I have to get in it, and I have to look, and I have to read. I have to spend time. That's nourishing that relationship with God. You know, I always you hear about it says pray without ceasing. People go, well, you can't pray without ceasing because you know you got to work and you got to do these things. But it's talking about a state of mm -hmm. being. That means that when you're at work, you may face a problem. You know, take a, a second or two to go, Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your understanding. I need your guidance on this. It's staying in that that state of prayer every day, asking what God will do. Because He said, you know what? How do we acknowledge Him? He says, in all your ways. That's it. And He says, He shall direct thy path. Amen. And, and another thing, when we seek Him, we should seek Him with expectation. Yes. And I think unless we have that expectation, we're not putting forth the due diligence. We're not seeking Him with our whole heart. Because He done promised, if you seek me, ye shall find me. Mm -hmm. He's not going to withhold anything good from them that walk uprightly. Mm -hmm. But we have to we have to go above and beyond just the ordinary. You and I were talking on the way over to the studio this, uh, today. And I was telling you last night as I was opening the Word, and, uh, and I just studied on a lot of different things, and I never could get focused on one particular thing. But you know what? What was the worst thing happened? I read a lot of Scripture. I got uh -huh. to find out a lot more promises about God. But when I got up this morning, God said, now open your Bible. And it just started unfolding. He took me to places. He brought Scripture back to mind. And that's, but we can't get to that point if we've not been searching Him and seeking Him and studying His Word and seeking His face and His righteousness. And sure, you're going to have to lay some things aside. But man, the things that He gives us back, Pastor Steve. And how faithful He is. That's one of the things you talk about, how faithful He is. You know, I, I've known that too. You know, there's sometimes you can read and you've got things to preach about. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll have oh, yeah. messages lined up and you're going, Lord, which one would you have me pre preach today? And then there's other times you're going, Hello, <laughs> I'm here. But you know, He's still, that's a testing of our faith. And I remember being called to a church to preach one time and I had nothing. And I was sitting there, and they sung the first song. And you know, normally you got three songs, and then you're you're, you're up to preach. You well, hit the second song, and I'm going, Lord, you know, <laughs> any time now. And I looked up at the bench, and he it says, "Do this in remembrance of me." There was the message, right in the due time. But you know, that one come right on time. And I like to tell that story right there because you know what? He'll always 
give you the message in that right. hour. He said to be instant in season and out of season. And that's what we got to be. You know, I was thinking there too that uh, he said that we'd be known by the word of our testimony. Mm -hmm. So when we can't come up with something, stand up and testify. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We could testify about the goodness of God all day long. Why? Because we know Him. Mm -hmm. How do we know Him? We've sought for Him. That's right. And we passed the test when the testing came. Because, you know, it says, a lot of people say you're either in a storm, you're headed to a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. But how do we get ready for the storm? How do we prepare for the storms? Just like we're talking about right here, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And now I like that in the next parts, and all these things. <laughs> Shall be added unto you. All what things? All these Every, things. All, right. Everything. Uh -huh. There's nothing lacking in the life of a believer. You know, we love Ephesians 3.20. To him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That power is him. Uh, you know what? When we read his word, we have faith in knowing that his word is truth. Mm -hmm. So what he says we can apply it to any circumstance we find ourselves in. Any situation in life, we can go to the Word of God. And because we have sought Him and placed Him first in our life, then when we cry out to Him, we know f where we're coming from. We have that faith that He made that promise that He said, I won't ever leave you. Mm -hmm. I'll go with you always, even to the end of the world. So if I'm in the midst of a storm or I'm on top of a mountain somewhere trying to, or if I'm in a dry desert, he's with me. He yes, promised he, he would be with me. Mm -hmm. I, we, we like to quote the Psalms, our, our friends that follow us everywhere, goodness and mercy. Uh -huh. They oh, yeah. follow us all, all the days of our life. They don't ever leave, Pastor Steve. That's right. God's Never. goodness and God's mercy follows us, overtakes us. I know, ain't that good? I, that, that preach right that there. so good. Yeah. I mean, the goodness of God. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so many things in our, in our daily life, though, that compete for our attention. Mm -hmm. It can be, it can be uh, TV shows. It can be, well, my yard needs mowing. Mm -hmm. And God might say, yeah, it does, but I need to spend a few minutes with you. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what? When we lay aside everything else and we just get lost in Him. Yeah. And you're talking about that lawn mowing. You know, any place can become a sanctuary when you walk with <laughs> oh, Him. Yeah. I've preached some of the best sermons I've ever preached when I was push mowing the lawn. And I wish I could have recorded them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you, because you're getting it straight from Him, from heaven. And I tell you, it's, it's so good when you spend time with Him. But that's the whole thing. You know, your car can become a sanctuary. Your office can become a sanctuary. That's it. I told this story to the church, and this is a true story. Uh, I like to walk. I used to do a lot more of it. I used to walk eight miles a day. But I spent a lot of time in prayer. And uh, actually, a guy that works for me had made me a walking staff. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day, I was walking and, and praying, and God was dropping some of those good nuggets into my spirit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been known to just kind of raise my hands up on the side of the highway or maybe <laughs> uh, jump up and down a minute. But anyway, a police officer showed up. And he said, sir, are you okay? And I said, yes. He said, we got a call that there was a man in distress up here. And I said, no, I haven't seen him. And the officer kept looking at me. He said, are you sure you're okay, sir? And I didn't really think about it until he got in his cruiser and left. But, you know, somebody saw me rejoicing in God and thought that 
I needed help. Yeah. They didn't realize I already had the help I needed. Uh, so that's the thing. <laughs> and I understand where they're coming from being an ex-police officer. You know, I've seen people do that too. And they went under the influence of the right spirit. <laughs> but I tell you, it is when you, and you see, you don't realize and understand, but you know, the word also says that we're a, a peculiar people. Oh yeah. That's, we're not like the world. That's why we do strange things. Because they just can't figure out why we're like, we're like we are. And it's because of the love of God that's in us, the spirit of God that works through us. You know, we're talking about order, and uh, I think something that is lost in today's society is order in the home. Mm-hmm. And I know that, uh, I know growing up, we grew up in, in different times than we live in now. And uh, fortunately, my mom, till we were up a little age on us, was able to stay within the home. There was a time that she had to come on out and get a job. But you know, I, I believe it was good when, when the dad could provide and the mother could, you know, nurture the children. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the day in which we live, it takes two checks. I yeah. mean, just and that's just to get by. But God orchestrated that that uh, there be a proper order and balance in the home. And I believe that is if the the man, the father, the husband, is the spiritual head of the household. Mm-hmm. And he takes that lead. And sometimes men fail to take that lead. And, and women have to take that lead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I believe if things are in line in the home, and this is no chauvinist statement, everybody's important. I'm going to tell you, being a mother is one of the greatest callings a woman could ever be called to. Mm-hmm. Because and one of the most it, difficult. She, that's right, because she is, spends more time with that child because she carried that child. And that child, uh, you know, listens to mama mm-hmm. and uh, she has the ear of that child. Mm-hmm. Say it that way. She has the ear of that child. So it's important. But when things are in the proper balance and, and you have dad who is teaching his children. I, I heard a preacher on Facebook the other day. Man, he was lighting it up and I really got excited with what he had to say. He said, it's not my job to teach your children about Jesus. Father, that's your job, to get in the Word of God, find out mm-hmm. what it says, and teach your children. Now, that's what, I, what we call being the spiritual head of your household, right. doing the proper things. And when it's like that and there's harmony, the kids feed off that. Absolutely. But when there's disharmony in the house, the kids feed off that as well. And you see it play out so much in today's society. You turn on the TV and you, you see things that have happened. You wonder, I wonder why they would do something like that. You don't know, mm-hmm. and you know, that sometimes they were raised great, sometimes yeah. they were raised hard, but I believe with all my heart when there's proper unity and balance in the home, it greatly affects the children, which in turn greatly affects our communities. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about that, it's so true what you're saying is it's by example. Christ came as an example. Mm-hmm the flock. Paul says, listen, I'm an example. He says, if God can save me, then He can save anybody. He said He was an example, but there's a thing I like to do, and a lot of times I'd do this with crowds, and I'd go, okay, make the okay sign. I'd say, okay, everybody wave it around. Now put it on your chin. I'd say, now look around. Is it on your chin? And everybody giggles because theirs is on their cheek too. I said, you did what I did, not what I said. And see, that's the way we can tell people all we want to, but really, how do we really show and there's, like I said, there's a saying in the world that says, you know, act 
You know, your action mm -hmm. speaks louder than your words because it really does. You can say something so long, but you really have to practice what you preach. You have to walk it. You know, and as when we proclaim to be a child of God, people are watching our life. Mm -hmm. And uh, they see that when we have things properly in perspective and see how that we deal with circumstances, mm -hmm. how we deal with situations that arise, we are an open book. And I know you, you've preached mm -hmm. on that many times, mm -hmm. but it's so true. And, and people watch. And uh, I've even had people comment that, uh, you know, I admire how you came through that situation. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, our response is, well, it was by the grace of God. It was Absolutely. with His help. Mm -hmm. It's because we have, we have proper order in our lives where God is in His proper place, which is number one. That doesn't mean that we're always perfect because we're in flesh. So we, we do struggle. We do stumble at times. But we, we try, if we're putting forth the best effort that we can, even though we may stumble, God honors that. And when we're keeping Him where He should be, that lets Him know that, that we do acknowledge Him as our God, as our Creator. You know, the, the potter has control over the clay. Mm -hmm. God has control over you and I, and uh, He daily loads our, our lives with blessings. Brother Bob, who I think you had last week on the program, I thought you guys did a fantastic job. That's one of, he quotes that scripture a lot, but you know, when you think about it, you can't even number the blessings God puts in our life each and every day. Mm -hmm. Why would we not want to seek Him, to serve Him, to live for Him, and to, to abide by His rule by His righteousness for all these things. And you say, we couldn't, we couldn't name them if we had to. They're, they're too numerous. That's true. And when you talk about the potter, that brings back, you know, Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. He told Jeremiah, he says, go down to the potter's house. He says, I'm going to show you work. And he was showing you the grace of God because he says, there the potter was. He's, he's working that, that clay on the wheel. And he said, all of a sudden it became marred. It messed up. It, it, it come loose. He says, but what did he do? He didn't throw it away. Nope. It says he began to mold it again. And I tell you, ain't that something? That's the grace of God right there. Oh, he yeah. doesn't throw the clay away. He begins to mold it and make it. And you know, one of the greatest teachers, and this is what people hate, they don't like failure. But failure is one of the greatest teachers. Because when you look at failure, you have to look at why you failed, how you keep from doing that again. And see, he can teach you from failures that we've had. But a lot of times we get... I guess what we do is we let the failures mold us. But you know, we can't let those be a stumbling block. We've got to let those failures be stepping stones that mm -hmm. we step up in Him because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's good. That brought to mind many years ago, I had to go to uh, Muskegon, Michigan. And I was there for three weeks training for a new bunch of equipment we were getting in for work. And uh, the instructor there, he had a, he would tell us about a test to not, don't stress about a test. He said, what is a test? He said, a test is simply, if you missed the question, something you didn't know, but now you know the answer. And sometimes when we're going through that test, we don't always know the, well, the answer is Jesus, yes. but we don't always look there That's first. That's right. the problem. Absolutely. That's why we fail in the test at times is because we don't look right. in the proper direction for the answer. Mm -hmm. But you know, we, we learn from that. And hopefully, hopefully we don't fall into the same snare a second time. Right. But if we do, 
We have an advocate with the Father. That doesn't mean we continually jump no. in the same hole that we keep climbing out of. Yeah. I mean, he gives us enough sense to know that hole's there, go around it. Uh -huh. but, uh, but, you know, seeking God, trusting God, living for God, even in a world that's so upside down and full of so much turmoil and, and trouble and distress, I have peace. Mm -hmm. Why? Because my peace comes from God. That's right. And the Lord says it's a peace that the world cannot take, no matter how hard Amen. it tries. Maybe you're watching the program today and uh, you say, you know what? I'm a little out of balance. I understand now that maybe I've not always kept God where He should be as number one. We're all guilty sometimes of trying to put Him on a shelf, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work that way. He has to be number one in our life. If You know what? All we have to do is say, Father, you know what? I'm out of balance. I need help. I need your direction. And he'll send it. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you exactly what you need to do to get back in step, to get back in line. Just like a natural father or mother would correct a child, he tells us exactly what we need to do in his word. And he doesn't keep beating us over the head with it. Mm -mm. As long as we'll do it, he'll take care of it. Pastor Steve, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you, Lord. And again, we do fall short of the glory of God each and every day. And that's why we're glad that we have the advocate, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are made whole. But Dear Heavenly Father, the Word of God says, Be ye holy as I am holy. That we are to strive for holiness even though we fall short. But Dear Heavenly Father, today, Lord, I pray that, Lord, we'd understand that the Word of God is true. The Word of God says that we can walk by the Spirit of God. And we can learn by the Spirit of God and be led by the Spirit of God. And Heavenly Father, today, Lord, help us by the Holy Spirit. Increase wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in our lives. That Heavenly Father, we draw closer to You each and every day. And Father, I just want to pray for those that are watching here today. Lord, I just want You to touch their lives. Heavenly Father, they may have many needs, but Heavenly Father, I know there's no shortage in the storehouse in Heaven. And Father, I know that You can meet each need as they confess their sins to You, as they confess their problems to You and believe by faith. For Lord, I know the Word of God says nothing is impossible to those Amen. that believe. Father, I praise You and I thank You, and we give thanks for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, while you was praying that prayer, and you said the word nothing, and two words come to mind that, that brings us so much comfort in God. Nothing is impossible with Him, and He gives us everything that we have need of. Mm -hmm. What a God that we serve. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Uh, great to be on the program again and always look forward to it. But we would like to invite you to our church, Pastor Steve. Yeah. At Abundant Life Worship Center, we're at 932 Dolly Parton Parkway. You can also visit our website. We're at alwcsevereville.com and check out our website. And we'd love to hear from you. And you know, we just love to hear what's going on in the, our partners and friends' lives. And it's something that we can rejoice together. Because we've got so many things, it seems like, in this world today that uh, gives us trouble and causes us pain. But it's good to rejoice together Amen. with our friends and partners. Amen. You know what? Program's over, but we'll be back next week. So pray for us. We'll pray for you. God bless you. We love you. Keep seeking God. Hello everybody, this is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m. 
Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church. So we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. With just a little faith, we are never alone. So this battle I won't fear, because I can hear the sound of help, heaven's drawing near.